Wolverine Nation, welcome to Go Blue Players with J&J. You're listening to Jared Bunch, your former Michigan Wolverine podcaster, bringing you a year in review. The regular season is over, and it ended with a huge thud. The Wolverines lose their last two games in a manner uncharacteristic of a championship team. And that's what we'll discuss on this final show of the 2016 season. Since this is the season finale for the po- this podcast, we're going to jump right into the discussion on what went wrong in the last two games. This Go Blue Players podcast with J&J has a different J this time. It's Jazinki who works with Jamie on the M Zone, but uh, he's sitting in for Jamie today, and he's, we're going to discuss this game and we're going to talk about something else that's coming up. Well, actually, it happened already, but something that we're going to be doing. But Josh, man, that game, bro. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, that I guess you summed it up right there. Uh, they've only allowed 28 points in all of first quarters. And against Florida State, Florida State scores 17 in the first quarter. In the first quarter. In the first yeah. quarter. It, it looked, from me, from my perspective, um, it looked like, I don't know, like something was missing. Either they were um, just burnt out. And, you know, I, I'm going to say that this, not just for Michigan, but college is a lot of games now, man. I mean, it's a, like, what was this, the 14th, 14th or 15th game of the season? It's a lot of games. And then there's a, a big break in between. Um, they just look like the enthusiasm was gone. And, and, I, it, and it showed. I mean, it showed. Yeah, especially with, you know, we get the announcement before kickoff, Peppers will not be playing. And that kind of takes all of us to think, "Uh uh-oh, is he doing this on purpose? Is he doing this because he's really injured? We we need to know more. And as Michigan fans, we want to know everything. And to hear that come out before the game starts, it's not a good sign. It it wasn't a good sign, but, man, um, like I said, they're playing so many more games now and, and you see what has happened in the past. I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak from this perspective and I agree with it. Um, when you're playing that many games and each time, you know, you've solidified your position as a, as, a, as a person that is going to the next level and you have an opportunity to fulfill your dream. And this game comes up, which is not necessary. Um, when I say it's not necessary, I mean that you have done all, you've played a full season already. This is, this, this is a month later and now you're going to play another game. Do you take it and risk getting injured and not just from, you know, just thinking like, Oh, it never happened because it happens time and time again. And as it turns out, Jake, Butt, who has been uh, a stud the entire year, he injures his knee and, there's probably no question that it's going to drop him some 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 uh, some players. I mean, drop him some some slots and where he's drafted. Hopefully, not too many, too many, and not too many rounds. But that stuff happens. Now, with me saying that, this was a legitimate injury, and you could see that Peppers really wanted to play, and I could see that everybody would think, "Oh, what is this?" But you could see on like on the young man's face that he really wanted to be out there. Yeah, you saw how he warmed up. He tried to go. He even said that after the game, you know, if, if the game was played 
Saturday instead of Friday, he would definitely be out there. But no matter what he tried to do, medicine, uh, icy hot, everything he could to, to relax the hamstring, uh, and, and especially he thought maybe get, just getting up, getting warmed up, and knowing what he had to play for, that it would be fine. And um, he, he couldn't do it. He couldn't get uh, he couldn't get warmed up enough. He couldn't get relaxed, and he realized that if he's in game situation and he can't run as fast as he needs to, he doesn't want to hurt the team. He doesn't want to lose. Uh, he doesn't want them to be picked on. So why not go ahead and and just say I can't do this, uh, which is probably better for the team because that way they know that all right, someone else is going to have to step up, and he's not get caught on the field where he's going to have to you know he can't catch catch up to someone or it's going to happen on a play where he you know they score a touchdown because he's he can't stand up because it hurts so bad well we did talk about you know how how important he is to the team but it seemed like there was something else missing i mean that first half it looked like they just no they didn't play with emotion i mean was it that they were drained uh, I mean, that's what I would think it would be. Or it, I mean, it looked like, but it was like, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of seniors on this team that will be graduating or moving on, leaving, going to, you know, at the next level or are just finishing their eligibility. So this was an opportunity for the younger, younger players to come in there and, you know, show what they, you know, what, what to look forward to next year. But I, I, I mean, it was, I didn't see it. I, I was like disappointed and, and what I was seeing. Yeah, 40, I think 47 seniors and all. And you know, yeah, you take Peppers and he's kind of what they built the defense around. But you feel like there's there's guys that have been wanting to get on that field. Uh, and and we, I guess talked about all season long is there's guys that are playing as backups that could play starters on other Big Ten teams. And yeah. definitely that first half when it's 20 to 6, Especially when you have a one yard, you have to go one yard. You all you have to do is fall forward, and you knew that as well as as Jamie knows that uh, that should be able to do. Not just your offensive line can do that, but everyone else, your running back, your quarterback should be able to get one yard, and they weren't able to. They had to kick the field goal. That's that is something that I've talked about all year. To me, in the past, uh, over the many, many years of, of Michigan football and, and the dominance of being able to run the ball has always been there, except, as I've said, this year. And they've had success in, in, in moments. But the real true, true tale of anything is, is running the ball when the team knows you are going to run it and you are successful. From the Ohio State game when they had the ball with five minutes left and, and, and a lead where they couldn't run the ball, and now this entire game where it was the running game was just non-existent at times. Uh, it did show it up a little bit in the second half, but when needed, I it was it looked like something was missing. I mean, am I missing something, or was it was it you know? I mean, or did we just put too much on this team that so quickly that how, how well of a job Harbaugh has done with, with changing the, what we've been used to in the last five years. Well, you know, I've, I've been asked this a lot lately and said two things, are they doing too much at practice? And I, I don't think so because most of those people that are asking that haven't been to practice, see what they're actually doing. They just see what happens during the game. 
And then the other is, are they working, are they working hard enough to actually, you know, they know they're seniors in this last game. So do they have to work hard enough or is this really a business trip? Because a lot of them said that a lot of the media put it that way. Oh, it's a business trip. They're going to work hard, but you know, they're not going out and enjoying the stuff that you usually do during the bowl week. They're going home and resting. They were getting ready for tomorrow. And were they overworked that week? And was the game was the game so hard for them? Because usually you should come out on your first drive and score. Both teams should. Both teams should have something that should work and definitely knows it's going to work. And then you, you keep working off that throughout the game. Michigan didn't have that. Michigan punted and then ended up getting, a, getting it back right away and weren't able to score. Florida State, we saw what happened. They, they were able to score within three minutes. Which is uncharacteristic, and which you just mentioned about uh, the business. And that's, that's what was talked about the, the whole week that they were there, that it was, it was a business trip. And last year it was the same, business trip. And they took care, they took care of business. They took care yes, of business. Um, but there, there was something. I mean, I can't put my, my hand on it. I don't know what it is. Um, Spate did not look very well, good either. I mean, right. the, the passes were off. I don't know if the time, it was timing or if it was his, you know, his, his shoulder, the, um, footwork, something, but they just didn't seem to be all together. And I mean, when you look at it, it's 163 yards total yards of, I mean, of, of passing yards and that's it. Yeah. Uh, 49 yards was the 49 yards rushing was, was the high rusher. And, and, and that's Evans. And, and with that, he had a, what he had a run of over 20 yards. So yeah, he had that touchdown that I think was 30 yards. Right. See, so, and that was the long, that was the, the, uh, rushing yardage leader. Yeah. I um I was just uh, so disappointed in in what I was seeing and look if we uh, had lost the game and it was a good game on both sides hey that's it hey that's where it was but I don't do you agree with me that it looked like this was not the best performance for some reason from from our guys I mean it wasn't like Florida State was a better team, but they played better and they played like they wanted to, to win or they wanted to prove something. Um, yeah, I, I do agree with you. There's something that was missing there. Uh, I've tried to break it down, you know, cause there's a couple plays where guys were coming through right away and you want to blame some of the guys on the line, but it's, it's all depends on where you're running the ball and how you're running it. Now, Spate, Okay, from what is what we know about his injury, it's not 100% healed. But it should be better from the Indiana game, the Ohio State game. Uh, it should get better as as he moves past it from when he actually was injured. Uh, but he, he, he was missing guys by, you know, five steps. He was missing guys where guys were open. Uh, other times he was, yeah, overthrowing them or... Uh, you know, it, it seemed like the routes he did have open, he couldn't, it was, it was like he almost has never played with these guys before, how far he was throwing in front of them. And what do you attribute that to? That's, I think that's the question. And, um, as we, we talk about how, how their practices are, uh, and so, which mean, which seems to be that, that they, they enjoy what they're doing in practice or, you know, or is it something else? I don't. 
I can't. No, I, I do believe that they uh, Florida State schemed better. They were able to find those those guys, those linebackers that were able to come through untouched, which in Spate has to move. And even if the play is going to the right and a guy comes through on the left, it seemed like Spate couldn't still go through his progressions and find someone before that Florida State defender was able to get through. Yeah. So now looking back and, you know, people – having the question of, of, of whether Michigan should have been in the, in the uh, playoffs and then seeing what happened to Ohio state. What do you think happened to Ohio state? Oh, I have, I, I can't answer that. I, I really don't know, but the way you started with what is this team, was this team good enough to get into the playoff after watching the game against Florida state? If we would have replaced Ohio state, would it have been a difference? Would we been able to do better? Would we have matched up better against Clemson? I think so. Um, I, I have no idea what happened to Ohio State. I mean, I've seen the jokes out there that, you know, they decide not to show up because they're all focusing uh, on their next, you know, on the future. Uh, I don't know if they, they were just out-schemed 100% because every, I believe there's 72 teams that have played in bowl games before today, and 70 of one, 71 of them have at least scored a point. The one team that didn't, Ohio State. Ah, uh, yes, yes, but you when you look at it, and look what happened when we look at this season, our season, the last two games that we played in the 2016-17 season was against Ohio State and Florida State, both teams that we should have. We had we everyone. Well, we had a good chance of beating, and we didn't. And we had opportunities. This is what I'm saying. Ohio State, I, again, I say five minutes left with a lead, you should win that game. Florida State, you come back after a terrible first half. Second half, you play much better. You take the lead with a minute and 30 seconds left, and you know you can now just rely on your defense. What? Happened that they would kick, you know, on the kickoff, and uh, uh, and I have to say allow because it happened. A return like that 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 was given up, and then you give up the touchdown. Yeah, yeah, and it almost felt like what most people have all season long is with two minutes to go. Uh, you know that other team's going to be able to march down there. Now you hope that, that they just right take the there. field goal. Right there, what you just said, right there, that right there is 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 a key point that before you would never think. You know, if if you're if you're Michigan or whoever, I mean, well, let's say we'll stick with Michigan, our team. If Michigan's up, they got the ball. There's a, a short period of time. We're gonna run out the clock. If Michigan's up, you have the ball and you're trying to drive down on us. We can always bank on it that we're going to show up now this year I think those when thinking that same way I don't think everybody was com comfortable or confident in that and that may play into it because when when you have a confidence that you know you you are going to make a statement you usually can make that statement I don't know if they played like they knew if we're in this situation, that we will take care of business. 
And that is players. That's not, I mean, a coach can coach. You can coach, you can uh, lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Right. And the, and I think it's what I've said that, and you know, Harbaugh has only been there two years, and he has done a spectacular job. But I like that, like we people have always uh, been saying, these players, he are good players. They're good players. I'm not taking anything away from them, but they're not the players that he brought in. That's true. So that is what I think is is the picture right now. They have believed into his program, but the um, mantle, the metal of the players um, are not, they, they were not recruited by this coaching staff. So I think uh, the next year is, is going to be a big it's answer, big answer. I mean, because you've exp- now they've had this experience where they had opportunities to win and you have to be able to put your foot on the gas and they didn't do it. So, but here, here's the opportunity. Here's the opportunity. This is why I said when, when they, when they lost the game, Ohio state, and there was still question of whether Michigan could get into at that number four spot. I love Michigan. I love, I love the coaching staff, what they've done the players love, but right now I don't, I didn't think that they were ready to go. I didn't think that they were ready to, to, to make that move to be in the top four teams. They have a lot of talent, but I think that just showed it that, uh, and and especially what happened to Ohio State when they, <laughs> man, man. So, but and, and I think you're right, and I think that you know the first season everybody said they were happy with like eight wins, and then we saw what it turned out, and then all everyone improved that to the next year. And I think the key thing is that I've said to a lot of uh, people who listen to the M Zone that you have to wait until he gets all of his players in a lot. And like I said, 47 seniors, that's everyone. That, that was everyone that Hoke and, you know, recruited. Those aren't, you know, hardball guys. He's made them into his guys, but definitely they're not his guys completely. And yes, they bought into his system. Uh, but you have to wait because those guys were brought in uh, when team wasn't winning six games. And because of that, he missed on some guys, guys didn't come to Michigan uh, now they are, and you know, in the last couple of weeks, he's picked up some linemen, which is what they need because they're going to have to replace some of these guys, and that's what I I really want everyone to just all right wait until Harbaugh gets all his guys in before you start judging him as a coach or is this or is this team overall? But well, have uh, is there some ju- uh, is there judgment going on about Harbaugh as a coach now already? After what he's done, after after what he has brought back, are you saying that there there's rumbles about what he's he, the man has in my eyes? He's done. Listen, Michigan, we we brought in Rodriguez, who was at the time when he was uh, brought in was one of the the hottest coaches in college football. Yeah, he was one play away from going to the national championship. Yes, right, and then. Hoke, who loves Michigan and is a good man too, loves it, but he he had to play with a different style of of player who 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 Rich brought in, so it didn't work. So now with all that, Harbaugh comes back and does a great job, and there's question on whether 
he's doing the right thing with the players or something. And I, I do do believe that not the most fo- uh, fan base, but I do believe there are mi- people who call themselves Michigan fans say we're paying him $9 million <sighs> and he has not done anything that's worthy of $9 million. Are you serious? Yes, I am serious. There are people who say it was a failed, failed season. 10 and three is not good enough. Uh, not their, their two goals were win the big 10 and go to the playoff. And they didn't either. So it's a failure of a season. Uh, there are people out there. Yeah. I, I, those people are, are, they have no clue. Right. And, and I said this last year, cause I, I went his uh, Harbaugh's first year. I anticipated that, that they'd win seven games. If they won seven games, it was, it would be a successful season. Seven. Right. And right. when they won as many as oh, they won 10, did they won, t- they won nine to 10, 10 or 10. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And the next thing I hear people talking about is next year, we're going to the playoffs. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just because we won this many games this year, you have to remember that this team, the previous year won what? Six you know the previous yeah. year come on he did uh, such a fantastic job that uh i had to tell people you know lay slow your roll this is a you know these are still um hoax players who he recruited they um there's a process that goes on when you bring in a, a coach and they changed philosophy and style. Now he changed the atmosphere right away, and people and the players they bought into it, and they still are buying into it. Uh, but for for anyone to think that this season is anything but a, it's it's, it, it's I didn't think that they would go undefeated, uh, but I did think that. Uh, they would play better than they played in the bowl game. That that's all I'm saying. And and I don't account. I don't try to say that that's the coach's fault or whatever. But I'm just saying that it just looked like there was something. Uh, something was missing. They didn't play with a lot of enthusiasm, whatever. But I'm tell you right now, I would any day love to have Harbaugh as his coach. Look at San Francisco 49ers, what they're going through. Since he's left, they've had two different coaches in the two years that he's been gone. And they've right. had terrible, terrible, terrible seasons. Terrible. Yeah, and you can look at the players. The players of that were there when he was there till now aren't even playing the same. Come on. They're not even the same way. And you can say that for some will change because of the coaching changes, but uh, you shouldn't see a major drop-off for certain players on that you know, 49er team. No. Look, when have- he – they, they absolutely they have, and one other thing is that when he came, the same players they elevated their game. Right, he correct. Was the game, the same players they elevated. But they go from, uh, you know, a, a sub five hundred season to to the, the NFC Championship game. Yeah, Sa- same players with just a sprinkle a sprinkle of uh, new new people. So for anyone to think that uh, that that Harbs is is uh, doing anything besides a fantastic job. Uh, there, there's a serious problem, but uh, I hope that he he en- is enjoying himself and that he continues to to be with us because there are six openings in the NFL, and I know that they will be coming after him. 
I Very live correct. here in California. I'm telling you right now, there's there's a uh, there there's a campaign to get Harbaugh out here for the Rams. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that during the Super Bowl he was out there, and that there were teams that tried to talk to him. What a couple few years ago when he was in San Francisco. Yep. And those have tried to keep in contact because back <laughs> yeah. then he was not going to leave the 49ers to come to Michigan. And now it seems like if, and that's, that's the, you can tell how good your coach is because everybody else wants him. Uh, there's very few teams in college football that wouldn't take him. Uh, but I'm sure in the NFL, it's the same way. And they know what it will do for their staff, for the morale, for the players uh, to have him as their head coach. Absolutely. So, and with a little bit of segue between these two right now is what about the the players who are leaving and you know are pretty much well can't say guaranteed there's nothing guaranteed but uh who should be high draft picks off of this senior Michigan team now what are you hearing about them as besides well, well one of the things is that you know Jabril hasn't said whether he's coming back or declaring but um there's quite a few guys that, that should be hearing their names on draft day. 100%, yeah. And they feel they're bad they feel bad because they weren't able to go out the right way with a win and I know the you know the non-seniors were hoping to do that for them as well. I I do believe right now in Ann Arbor there's kind of a push and pull going on as far as the team because of what Peppers said to the media afterwards about being told he had to go to the press box. Uh, and I think for the seniors, they're ready to go. And they know that they're, they, they're very thankful for what Coach Harbaugh's done for them. As we've seen, there's at least four or five that are going to come back that, you know, they can get that fifth year. And they're going to be come back because they're happy to be Wolverines for another year. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it. So no, no word yet whether Jabril is making this decision to stay or come or no he said he's going to take as long as possible he still had uh really you know obviously he's being pulled both ways and i think it's it's not by people it's by himself he knows he could stay another year and accomplish more goals uh become a better football player he's not perfect uh there's a lot of stuff he could work on especially if if they relegate him to one position uh, i don't think michigan ever would do that uh but if he focused more on safety where most of these NFL teams want to see him at 100%, uh, then obviously he'd come back because you want to come back and be a better player and have a chance to beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten, maybe even win the Heisman. Uh, he has those things working for him. But also there's money, and there's people that are telling him, hey, go and get your money because, as you see, as you saw in this game, uh, you get injured at any point, it could hurt your draft stock. It's unfortunate for Jake Butt. He is going to lose maybe a round because of of the injury. Yes, it will be healed and he'll be able to play, but it's a whole different thing when you can go out and show it during the combine and a, the pro workout day than being, you know, in a brace. Yeah. And he's actually he's, he's fortunate that it's just something that can be fixed. Because yeah. I I played with a with a, a uh teammate and was old roommate of mine who had he not been injured he would have definitely been a top five pick and as it turns out he was 
drafted maybe in the eighth, seventh, eighth round or something and never made a team, but in, in Tony Bowles. Yeah. And Tony would have clearly, had he come out, top five pick. So it, there's a lot to think about now. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, the only thing I can really do is pray for these guys. And, and, and you know, I know when I went through that, the, the I'm glad I, I, you know, I didn't have that, the decision because I was, there was no, you're going to be a guaranteed top five pick or guaranteed first rounder, bef- you know, during my junior year or my senior year, fourth year, senior year. So there was no question. And I graduated anyway. So I, you know, so I'm I'm glad yeah. I came back. So and I and I feel like Ann Arbor, as the fan base is already kind of moving on from Peppers. I'm the one person that's not. I've been well. Why why wouldn't you want him to come back? And people, oh no, we do. We just don't think he will. You know. And, and Jamie's there's money out there, and and you can see everyone's telling you you went to these award ceremonies, you picked up some of these awards. Obviously, everyone wants to talk to you, uh, and it's. He, you know, you saw in the, for Heisman, he wasn't the he was fir- seated first. He's the first guy closest to the trophy. Not because we knew he was going to win it or not, but I think that ESPN's fallen in love with him. Right, and there that's all you need is, is someone like that that will put you on the cover of everything. Will put you up front, no matter. And maybe that's why Harbaugh told him to get off the sideline. Maybe for the right or wrong reasons. That's that's up to you. Uh, but I really think that. If he was that emotional that he, Harbaugh said, hey, we can't have you down here doing this because, first, the cameras are going to be all over you. And we can't have that because it's going to take away from what we're doing. Maybe, and that's where I thought, that might be the first time I thought, all right, if I was Peppers and I was told, you can't be with your teammates, you can't be with with your family, go up in the press box and set third row and not be able to see the field, that might be where I made my decision. Like, all right, I'm going to move. I'm going to go ahead and go because that, you know, he was very emotional when it happened, when he knew he couldn't go, even though he wanted to so badly. But I think that what happens in that case is that the, his, his teammates, his players, the guys that he's trained with all year and, you know, all over the years, they don't see him and they don't know that, you know, somebody's told him, you know, go sit down. Cause they, what they see is a guy of his caliber who has the option of coming back or leaving and going to the next level. And here's the uh, opportunity, but here's a, a, a situation where he is injured and as they see it, no longer a part of the team. You know what I mean? He, it, it could be, right. that could have been the last time that he could have been a part of him, whether it is or isn't. That's the way they could have seen it. And not knowing if who's the reason for it, whether the coach said, you know, or whether he chose to, or just he was just, you know, emotionally too full to be around that to be of any help. But not being able to to communicate that can be sometimes you know, construed a different way. And, you know, and, and just like us right now, we don't know. And a lot of people don't know. And you, everybody's going to say their piece and what they think happened and how they think it went on and what they think, were, you know, you still, I guarantee you, there will be people who think that he's faking this, that he, yeah. that he faked it. Or, and um, it's just, you know, I, I say this over and over again, that the times now with all of the media, social media and, 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 
everything of how to communicate uh, through electronics and whatnot. It's a rough time. I mean, not a rough time. It's a, it's a hard, harder time now for athletes yes. and collegiate athletes who are, who have the option or the ability to go to next level. And it is, uh, you know, you have so much to deal with, but I, I'm, um, yeah, I, it, it's going to be worked out. So, but we're going <laughs> to, we're going to, we're, we are happy. We're going to move on. It's the new year. And which brings us to this right now, what we're going to talk about is, uh, you know, <laughs> Josh, you are a UFC fan. I am. Yes, I have. And um, this past, the right before the new year, was a big UFC pay-per-view. And we talked about this on the show. We made per, well, I, did I made a, make a prediction? Yes, you did. What did I say? I believe, I believe we both, <laughs> since we, the thing that, and I, I want to apologize to you is, yeah, we didn't have, we ran out of time and I would have loved to talk more about what was going on. And it was one of those things where we both said more likely it's an arm bar versus a knockout. Either one's going to happen with the main event. Right. And, and the key to me, I don't know if, if you heard me say it was everybody has a plan until they get hit. True. And the question was being out of the ring, out of the cage for a year and doing whatever she was doing. Uh, we're talking about Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Uh, the question that I had was what will she do after being hit? Will she get mad and play, you know, do what you're supposed to do? Or will she cower and lose her mind as to how to uh, defend herself or how to counter or how to move and move technically? Did she do that? Uh, well, no, no, she, <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't. She, okay. For, for months leading up, I've watched her and tried to find the old Rhonda because there, there was this anger, this, I know I'm going to beat you and there's nothing you do about it person. And I think I finally saw it around maybe weigh-ins. And then when she walked out the speed walkout, it looked like it was there. Like she was back, but then you're right. Once she was punched, once she took just one of the whatever that combined, I mean, there wasn't many. Then all of a sudden she went and tried to grab. She tried to grab her and, and take her down because she knew that's that was her chance of surviving the onslaught that was happening. And obviously uh, Herb Dean, the official, didn't allow her to be actually, you know, punched so hard to fall down. Yeah. It was enough to make Herb Dean go, whoa, this is this. She's not going to be able to take any more of this and wave it off. Now, did uh, did you think that he do you think he stopped it too early? I do. I think he stopped it too early myself. I, yeah. yeah, I'm agreeing with you because when I'm looking at it, I'm like, why did you stop it? Unless they told him, listen. <laughs> If it gets out of hand, just stop it. But it clearly, she took a whole lot of shots, but she was still on, she was, even though she fell against the fence, but she still was up. And yeah. she, she wasn't defending herself. That's what I say. You have a plan until you get hit. She was not defending herself, which in the rules, defend yourself 
or he will, I will stop it. She wasn't defending herself. And it was, it was like amateur hour. I mean, um, Nunez, uh, Nunez just, just, she just put it on her. Like, like she said in a, in a, in a post Press conference. You've been listening like she to knew she was gonna be players right. with Jay and Jay. Yeah. I'm Jared Bunch. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with my co-host. Right, and I Jenny and I, I feel like yeah, it was stopped to way too early. The now, if if you and I fought, I could see Orange if Bowl Herb Dean was said, "All right, that's enough." Josh is, is he looks like State. he's not going to survive 48 seconds, which Ronda didn't, and I see that. But it's a title match for you know someone that's only lost one fight in a professional 13 fights. Uh, going into the fight, it's Ronda. She's held the, held the belt. It's the main event, and I think you should give her every chance to uh, actually know what she's doing. And yes, she stumbled into the cage and then stumbled some more, but she was up going. Now, the only reason I said, "All right, maybe she did have enough," is because she didn't say anything after. She didn't yell at her, like, "What was going on? Why'd you do that?" She kind of said, "All right, I was defeated. All right, let me get out of here as fast as possible. I'm gonna be respectful." And stand there while they raised her hand, and she was jumping around, and then she walked away. Yeah, she. But yeah, she didn't get. She, you know, obviously we know where the fight probably would have ended up, but maybe that was better for Ronda. Maybe that was Ronda's plan. We've seen that in the UFC a lot, where there's people who are are good wrestlers. We saw it earlier in that fight or in that card where Johnny Hendricks was a better wrestler than Neil Magny, but. Overall, maybe Ronda wanted to take it to the ground, and Amanda goes after her, takes her to the ground, and, you know, we've seen Ronda pull arm bars out of nowhere, but I guess we didn't even get to see that because Herb Dean waved it off with in 48 seconds of the first round. Yeah, well, listen, let's be realistic. You, you, when you see, look at her in her face, she did not know where she was, still stumbling. She, was, she wasn't she, – she, she had wobbly legs. She was not yeah. uh, a solid. She, she didn't have a solid base. Um, there's, she didn't argue the stoppage because she didn't know what was going on. She was still in La La Land. She was. She you, th- was you think so? Okay. Oh yes, I believe so. I've 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 played it over and over again. But I did say while watching it, why did he stop it? I mean, he give her a chance, yeah. but she clearly she was not defending herself. And she was taking a lot of shots, and I think that's why he stopped. He stopped because any one of those shots could have been, you know, a, a you know, just a highlight, devastating blow. Because she wasn't defending herself; she was just taking them in the face. Pow, pow, pow. Right. She pow. kept her arms up, but she didn't actually know where any of the shots were coming from. Right. And when he stopped, she stumbling around. And she's like, "What? What happened? What? You know?" And he's like, "That's it." That's it. She she wouldn't if if she thought that she had a chance, she clearly with forty eight seconds she would have been you know saying something. Arguing. Yeah, she would have been yelling at uh, uh, yeah. her, her coaches, at, yeah. at Herb, at Dana, everyone. And even that that, that uh, her 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 instructor, I mean her coach, boy oh boy, oh he's get, yeah he's getting blasted. He is getting blasted by everyone. Yeah, that he's uh Oof. Now here's the other one, Cody Galbraith, yeah, and Dominic Cruz. Now, I said that he he's a puncher and he can you know, but I didn't think he was gonna win. I still picked Dominic Cruz to win. So did I. So that one, but I think Cody can be around for a while. Yeah, he's new. He's Dana's new golden boy because he had, you know he's perfect record. 
He's got the good look to him. He, they can sell uh, Cody. And plus, it was a story with the uh, the boy that he had that he gave him the belt put around Correct. him. Correct. Obviously, that was a great story. Uh, but to look at the Ronda fight, there was a couple times where it looked like Cruz had no idea what he was punching at or where he was punching. But they let that fight keep going. And even with a horrible cut over his eye, they still let that go. Um, and the difference was is Herb Dean wasn't refing that one. He it was Big John McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. So now we're going to have something because T.J. Dillashaw, who also was a victor, uh, but in that same weight class, I think we will have some, you know, that 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 weight class and the change of the belt and Cody being a former teammate of TJ's and and it's going to be very interesting of what they end up doing with you know with Dominic uh who's for the first time loses his you know and UFC loses his belt in the ring or in the cage yeah so TJ well he was out for a yeah. number of years himself uh it's good to see him be able to be healthy and actually fight uh cuz I know he missed at least 2 years uh and Dillashaw said before the fights you know Leading up to it, hey, they're playing with my belt. They know whoever wins, I'm gonna end, they're gonna end up having to answer to me, especially because Cody was fifth ranked. He wasn't the number one ranked guy for the belt. He was number five, and obviously they saw you know sometimes the matchmakers Joe Silva and uh, Sean Shelby, they they see things that we don't, and they obviously thought, all right, these two styles are gonna have a five round war, and and at the end of it. Someone's coming out the top of it, and I do believe that most people did think that it would be Dominic Cruz. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> I did. We did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we did. But Cody, he he convinced me. I, you know, I yeah, he did. I, he did I, with I, me too. Yeah, I I've, I've always uh, well the short period of time that I've saw, I've seen what he's been able to do. I'm very impressed with his hands, and I know that's what people like to see. They like to see people get knocked out and they like to people, you know, they don't, they don't want to see this rolling around. And what Cody did in that, in that fight where he knocked him down a few times and didn't go to the ground actually was like calling him stand, get back up. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, he did dancing out. and stuff. I mean, yeah. the one, the one where Cruz kept throwing, you know, all these combinations around and not one of them touched him. And then he did the dance afterwards and Cruz was like, come on, you know, but it was like, you want to fight? Here I am. Stand with me. Yeah. You know, he'd knock him down. And he'd he'd back it up, and he'd like, all right. You know, obviously, and I think the more that went on, the more that broke down Cruz. Cruz realized, all right, I have to go out there and really try to knock this guy out because I can't be winning these rounds. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that what we just talked, what we're talking about, is going to be something that we're going to do more of, uh, and since it's no longer football season, especially for us, for the Wolverines, we're going to start doing some UFC discussions uh, for the pay-per-views. And that is why we had this particular section <laughs> and I had Josh on because we're going to introduce some, uh, another podcast a little bit later talking straight up UFC. So if you're a UFC fan or if you're an MMA fan, Stay tuned because um, our disappointing uh, bowl game is over. We have finished the season of 2016-2017. Uh, We're looking forward to next year. but And Jamie will be back. This M-Zone is still – what time is the M-Zone on now? 
during the off three season. to six three to six uh every monday through friday we'll, won't have a show tomorrow due to the or today because of the new year but pretty much i don't believe there's anything else getting in our way everything else there should be a show every monday through friday monday through friday three to six so check him out with jamie uh jamie will be back uh with me at some point during the off season and again we'll be back next year so as always we'd like to thank you for being a part of go blue players with j and j as always you can reach us on twitter at go blue players on facebook at go blue players if you have any questions or comments or concerns you can always just send us an email at or i'm sorry a tweet <laughs> or message us at facebook at go blue players so as always we'd like to thank you for being with us and stick around this off season to listen to some of our very special presentations on spring football and some ufc talk so as always go blue thanks for being around